Hello, my name is Jeremiah Hobbs and welcome to a brand new podcast, Spotlight TV, where we discuss some of our favorite TV shows uh, as we move forward through the year 2023. Joining me right now are some of my favorite gamers. We've got our favorite dumpster boy, Cayman Darty. Hello. Let's fucking do this, boys. <laughs> Starting early. And here we have the Dumpster Boys always sidekick, Patrick Schweiger. Is that okay? Is that okay to call you? Yeah, no. This is a this is a a really nice test in an ego, a test in pride, a test in um in my relationship with Cayman. Uh as as the as the typical sub to his Dom. Uh, the forever Robin to his Batman. Exactly. Oh, hold on. This did is... you say the? Did you, did you just make a Fast and the Furious reference there? <laughs> Damn. Forget about a cook. I said forget about a cook. <laughs> well, unfortunately, today we're not talking about the children's Fast and Furious series on Netflix, but we will be at some point this year. Trust me. Welcome to Spotlight TV. We are going to do something new. Um, you guys have probably heard of Spotlight Games if you're on this podcast, and a deep dive into all of the gaming world uh, as it comes quick. Um, we are going to be doing a similar uh, series with TV this year, hosted by me with a rotating series of guest hosts. Um, I know, Patrick, you are going to be with me for all of The Last of Us. Cayman, are you planning on being with us for the whole thing? Hey, man, if you want me there, I'll be there. I would love to have you always. So I got a couple questions for you as we get started. We're just going to talk a little TV tonight because this is an episode zero. We are getting ourselves prepared for the video game adaptation to TV of uh, The Last of Us, starring Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. We're very excited for that. That's going to be the first show that we uh, explore with this podcast. I've given in fully to my basic white man um, and I'm just going to speak right out into the void like everyone else. So uh, <laughs> as we go into The Last of Us, I have a couple questions just for you guys about the way that you watch TV. I know we we kind of all have a sense of the way that you game if we've heard your, your podcast together. Um, but I know TV is always different for everyone. Um, I am a, a, a fan with movies of watching every trailer I possibly can. But when it comes to TV shows, I like to go in pretty blind. I don't really like to know what I'm doing. So um, my first question to you, how do you prep for uh, a TV show that you're excited about? I'll start with you, Patrick. It, it, this might not be a super satisfying answer, but it actually depends on the show. Like The Last of Us is a, is a show that before we jumped on this, I went to YouTube just to see if anything else has like <laughs> any TV spots, any leaks of any kind. I want to know everything that is happening with the show. Usually though, like if let's say we're talking MCU, the next, whatever the fuck the next MCU show is, Jeremiah, are we allowed to curse on this podcast? Oh, uh, never. Sorry. Okay. This is a, whatever the this is a podcast for the children. Whatever the frick the next MCU show is. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I said fuck like right off the bat. Oh, so, Oh man, the editing. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I don't like to see a lot with that. Um, I, so it kind of, I think it depends on my hype level, how, how hard I go on the pre-watching of the show, if that makes sense. Sure. Also with, with a new show that I've never heard of, I mean, this is one that we all have kind of a, an idea of going into 
shows that I've never heard of. If I see a good trailer, I'm going to watch that trailer and every other one as, as often as I can. What do you think, uh, Cayman? Yeah, I don't, I, I kind of piggyback off of Patrick. I, I really do think it's the type of TV show that's coming out, right? Like if it's the MCU, then, you know, all, if it's a character that I'm maybe not as familiar with, like I'll read up just to get like a base understanding. Um, but like, if it's something like when Twin Peaks, the return came out on Showtime, it pretty much was like, okay, before we watch it, I have to now go through and watch every single episode, including Firewalk with me, the standalone movie, before we get into watching Return, because I'm the, the biggest Twin Peaks guy. So it's like it really just, I think, depends on what I am. With something like The Last of Us, just because I've played the game so much, I'm like, God, fuck, don't show me anything else. Like, I mm. want to just come into this. And just absorb every minute of having Joel and Ellie on, you know, the big screen. Because let's be honest, guys. Like, did we legitimately think we were ever going to get a Last of Us TV show? No. Exactly. So, like, this is a momentous occasion. Uh, at yeah, least for when, Patrick and I. So, like, yeah. When the, when the rumored movie was like canned, I was like, oh yeah, no, this we're never getting a Last of Us adaptation. That's it. That was it. That was it, boys. We we'll try again next life. But, but I do think, like, like I think video games are very difficult we notoriously video games do not make for good movies i think realistically mm. the only like genuinely good adaptation in terms of like critic scores was the sonic uncharted. films fuck you uncharted was dog shit <laughs> so like i've always been <laughs> under the impression did you say the sonic that- films are the highest rated uh video game they are movies they're up there yeah, yeah. No, if, they, if, wow. it is but yeah. i think both of them top out one two and then the mortal Kombat remake I was wondering if Detective Pikachu was up there. Is why. Oh, that's a good call. That could be. That could be. But yeah, either way, like they don't. Video games normally don't make for good television. So, I've always been under the impression that, or sorry, they don't make for good movies. I've always been under the impression that like this is the best format because a video game normally is anywhere from twelve to thirty hours long. Like this shit needs to be a TV show, flesh out Mm -hmm. these characters that we spend so much time with. So for us to get the Last of Us TV show, like this is a dream come true. Hopefully, it's good. I don't know. Guess we'll find out here. Guess in the we're next gonna few find weeks. out. When you'll you'll get to know about me, uh, listener, that I am not a gamer. I was uh, I was doing watch parties long before uh, YouTube was a big thing, just by going to my friends' houses who were all gamers and being so bad that they set me in the corner and made me watch the games. So, um, so I fell off long before The Last of Us Part One ever came out um, as a game. So for me. Uh, I got excited about this show when I saw who was producing it and who was in it. So um, were, did either of you see Chernobyl on yes. HBO? Yes. Oh, of course. Yes. Okay. Both yeah. of you did. Great. Amazing. So Craig Mazin, creator of Chernobyl, is creating this show. And the minute I saw that, I was in. Because if I think of a zombie TV show, a zombie movie, I'm thinking quick cuts. I'm thinking jump scares. I'm thinking... We got to rush through a lot, right? Uh, Walking Dead was the only one that that kind of I saw that didn't do that. And at some point along the way, that show lost lost me. So um, me. this is my this is my like getting back into the zombie TV show uh, framework. But seeing that it was by someone who had the the wherewithal with Chernobyl with a, a this huge disaster to take their time. And make a six-hour, really talky, very heady uh, version of this story. That's what got me very excited about this show, as well as the cast, of course. So, 
Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey. I want to hear your thoughts on these two. I want to hear, I mean, for me personally, Game of Thrones, I can draw a line literally from Liana Mormont dying, spoilers, to that show completely falling off the ledge. Like that is the moment for me that I was, if I was going to watch again, I would watch to that moment and then turn the TV off. Yeah. That's my Bella Ramsey. Was that before or after the Hodor death? That is after. This is after. Yeah. Okay. Cause I stopped at Hodor death and was like, this show kind of sucks now. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, I don't really know if I want to, want to spend the rest of my life parsing through this. I stopped after the Pedro Pascal death. Season two, baby. Mm, early two, early quitter. You know what they say, Patrick? It runs in the loins, right? Mm. You guys all mm. premature exiting and mm. things. No, actually, what? I didn't do that. I just wanted to mention that <laughs> Pedro Pascal is also in Game of Thrones. Good call. That's, my, that's actually my first um, uh, introduction to Pedro Pascal as well. And like, so tell me, yeah, tell me th- your relationship to these two. Pedro Pascal. So I read all the books of Game of Thrones. This uh, this is not a. I'm not about to go on this giant Game of Thrones tangent. Um, my favorite character in all the too. books is Oberyn Martell, who Pedro Pascal plays, and he fucking knocked that out of the fucking park. Mm-hmm. The fr- he freaking knocked that out of the freaking park, Jeremiah. And <laughs> so ever since then, I've been a huge Pedro Pascal fan. So when I mean, I'm I'm also a big Star Wars nerd. So like when the Mandalorian dropped, had to watch sure. that. Um, also recently watched his movie with Nick Cage, which he was lovely in. Mm. Um, oh yeah, sure. I've never seen him in anything that I thought he was bad in or that I thought was bad because I never saw Wonder Woman 1984. Uh sure. which a lot of people say that off the list. Such yeah. a fucking bad movie. Yeah. And but how is he though? He's, he's not, not good, good? In it either. No, mm. nothing is good about like every person in that movie is wooden as fuck. It is the one the only time I've ever been disappointed. And Pedro Pascal is that one particular movie. And that's why I won't watch it because I love, he's, he is definitely one of my favorite actors, which I, so I was very excited when he was cast as Joel, because it's also, I, I wasn't, and um, uh, Diego Luna, I think is his, no, 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 it's not Diego Luna. Uh, Miles Luna, I think is his name is playing his brother, Tommy. And I never would have ever expected in my stupid white brain that they would have, cast two latino actors as joel and tommy which i think is awesome because pedro pascal is an amazing actor oh for sure i'm not familiar with miles luna i don't think but Uh, gabriel luna gabriel thank you thank you thank you playing tommy miller yeah yeah got it um thank you um i whoever miles luna is shout out to him um the really unsuccessful luna brother uh uh-huh um so yeah i was very excited when because i i love pedro um and then bella is the one that i walk into this a little on eggshells um i thought she was good as leanna mormont a bit of a one note character she was also she played a small role in his dark materials on hbo okay um and a, a kind of another one note character and ellie is in no way shape or form a one note character so i've just my kind of history with her has been um and i mean to be clear she nailed the one note of liana mormont like she she did really right. well in the role. and it was seven years ago and, and yeah she, she was, was like a way younger right yeah. yeah and so that is where i the the only kind of trepidation i have with her is 
I just haven't seen her do much. And so, yeah. and Ellie is, is not an easy, you know, as someone who's played the role of Ellie and not an easy right. role. You, and you did that in community theater, right? Yeah. A couple of years tater, ago. Tater patch mm-hmm. players in Jasper, Georgia. The mm-hmm. the last of us, the musical. Uh-huh. I, I really liked you in that show. Um, yeah, no. And uh, I, you know, I find it interesting. I know in the last of us part two, I, now I don't know much about, either of these games but it, it, the last of us part two is that grown up ellie is that right yes uh, and that's all we'll say great i think and that's played by ashley johnson spoilers. uh a yeah. big uh video game actress who is in this show she is playing anna williams so i'm very sure. excited to see how that um plays out because i'm yeah, interested I, to see yeah go ahead me and came in and talked about this on Spotlight Games, I was I'm a little disappointed that they told us she's in it. What a cool reveal mm, that would have been. That would have been yeah, it would have been dope. And I, I just I'm, told uh, our audience, so that's cool. Well, I'm a little disappointed as well. Like we already know that <laughs> we already know who um, Ashley and, and um, Troy Baker are playing in the show, and okay. I do feel like there's some synergy there that could could have been probably done better. Um, huge Troy Baker fan, but to to the earlier point about Pedro Pascal, I, I was a huge fan of him back from the year 2000 when he starred in a season of Touched by an Angel. Oh, yeah, oh. such a great show! Great pull. Uh, actually, no, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie, but he was in a movie called Blood Sucking Bastards. Nope, which is like a vampire film, it's like a comedy, horror comedy, with pa- Pedro Pascal plays like the main villain in the film. Hell and yes. it is so funny. He is pitch perfect in this role as like a sleazy, like middle manager. Oh Love my god, that. it's it's amazing. Um, now I no, saw you I, looking down at your phone. You, was he actually in a season of Touched by an Angel? He was. Yeah, I was looking okay, up to cool. make sure I was because right I did about watch the, that as a kid. Yeah, I was, was looking a... to make sure I was right about the blood sucking bastards part. But sure as shit, not only was he in Touched by an Angel, he was also in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hey. Not not the movie. No the TV way. Show. Yeah. Yeah, come find out. That's what so I just I'm learned. So I just must learned. have seen him in that. But yeah, no, I think the cast that they have for this, obviously I'm not as not as well versed with Bella Ramsey just because like Patrick said that she doesn't have a lot of sure. TV credits, but the cast in this show is fucking incredible. Unbelievable. So tell me who you're most excited about then, Cayman, besides Pedro. Um. So first and foremost, there's a character in the show named, or excuse me, a character in the game named Bill. Now, Mm. Bill is um, he is a very grumpy middle aged man who has a lot of mystery and intrigue behind him. You find little notes in the game leading up to giving you little bits and bobs of his backstory. And uh, you end up coming up to him. He's like booby trapped this entire town that you're trying to go through and you're trying to find him so you can get a car to go across the country. Right. Come to find out the person cast for in that role is Nick Offerman. Which one might say, what a weird fucking cast. But if you've ever played the game, like this is like one of the best casting choices I, I think I've ever seen in a TV show. Mm. Like it is amazing. Um, so, you know, that get- man does no wrong as well. I mean, I'm oh, for sure I've watched Parks and Rec through probably a hundred times, but even uh, Fargo season two, he's just he's so good and yeah. so nuanced. Now, I'm a I'm personally excited to see murray bartlett back from uh white lotus season one yeah i don't know who frank is i'm excited to find out who that character is as well uh i'm really excited about that character because that is a character that is you know no spoilers barely in the video game 
Yeah. Okay. And great. So this is like the fact that he's actually cast as a as a uh, an actor is like oh cool. So we're gonna get like Frank's story. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Yeah, I think for me, the biggest mystery to me is actually the character played by Melanie Linsky, which who I fucking love Melanie Linsky. Her in Yellow Jackets was, she's just fucking incredible. But Kathleen, the character she plays, she is not in the games. So this is probably the biggest mystery for people Mm. who played the games. Obviously, we still haven't seen the TV show, but her character is like a complete mystery. She is from nowhere. Um, I do know that, that Neil Druckmann, um, the creator of The Last of Us, um, and one of the showrunners, um, has come out and said like a, a lot of the side stories are actually ones that were just left out of the game, but like they were built into the world of The Last of Us from conception. So it will be interesting. I'm curious to know if like Kathleen is one of those characters that could have been in the games previously that just got cut for whatever constraints or whatnot. So cool. And Melanie really Linsky is just an that. amazing actress. So like, yeah. I'm also really pumped uh, about uh, there's an actress called Anna Torv who Mm -hmm. is playing the role of Tess, Mm -hmm. who uh, is very important uh, to the beginning of the story. And she is, I actually met her once. Hey, but she was in a show. Yeah. She was in a show. We needed some name drops about 15 Uh minutes into this pod. Oh yeah. I I could, I mean, I can tell the story if you like, but please my podcast. Um, No, tell us. I want to hear it. The there, she was in a show on Fox called fringe starring Joshua Jackson and, uh, 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 Oh shit. What's his name? The guy, he was Denethor from Lord of the Rings. Uh, older guy, uh, you're looking it up. You're um, making names up at this point. So. I'm not. I promise. <laughs> Stop doing that. I'm not. I promise. But she's a John really noble. Like, John Noble. She is a really, really good uh, performer. Ooh, and Lance Reddick from John Wick. Yeah, cool. that show's amazing. I actually just restarted watching it like two days ago. And well, what about I'm JJ Reddick? Is he going to start a movie anytime <laughs> soon? And he's going to be <laughs> he's too busy threes. with the pod. Yeah, he's going to be hitting threes in Pittsburgh. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> no, so Anator, I'm in LA. I'm visiting my sister who used to live there. And um, we're at what is LA's version of Kroger. And I'm walking down the aisle. And granted, Jennifer had just, maybe not just, in the last couple of months, she convinced Rose and I, my wife, to watch Fringe, which Anna Torv is in that I just talked about. And so she's huge on Fringe. We're like oh, who three. Else or- is in that? Weird. <laughs> uh, me and Rose are obsessed with it right now in you know right now in the story and uh we're walking around this kroger and i turn a corner i'm looking at some pop tarts i look up fucking anna Torb <laughs> right there with a basket full of shit and like there's I this guarantee you she was not looking at pop tarts she wasn't uh she was looking at me um she <laughs> you know there's this like unwritten rule in la i guess like you don't talk to famous people because like you want they want to live their own life which like i re- i respect no so you i didn't talk to her this you fucking signed so up for this. i wanted but to I'm be like, famous so people would stop me and talk to me in the grocery store <laughs> i'm like nudging rose i'm like dude fucking look up look who it is and then i'm like did you go get jennifer like fucking look who it is it's Anna Torv. and we're freaking out i'm like following her but not talking to her and uh we go in line we're like totally geeking out we go in line uh i'm putting my stuff down and she uh did the thing that we all do where she had one basket and then all of a sudden her basket is like cart full so she's like carrying stuff uh in her arms and 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 things and she i'm not going to do the australian accent but she's australian do it and she's like she's kind of like dropping things and she's like oh babe no no 
she's like hey babe can you help me get these on the uh on the fucking whatever the the what do you call it that you put your the, your groceries I'm gonna let you find it i'm the just conveyor belt you. conveyor belt oh babe can you help me get these on the conveyor belt uh she called me babe that's i i keep saying that because did rose attack her because she was like no rose, i think like, rose this wanted is my day she was like well can you be our third i think is what she what, what rose wanted to say she didn't call uh, you babe Stop i swear i swear to freaking god jeremiah she called me babe uh and we had a little he's not saying fuck either yeah, had I, we had a little banter, and oh, then banter. and that was it. <laughs> you guys dance for a minute. We, we had a little dance out line at the California Kroger. And, it's uh, called K Roger in LA. Okay, yeah, right. is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh God, <laughs> how gory is this show going to be? My wife. Uh, this was a question from my wife. She wants to know before she gets into it. It's going to be nasty. Okay, well, you say that, but. Um, <laughs> The, I think it was Neil Druckmann who said that was like, hey, like, uh, there's not a, actually a lot of violence on screen because in the game, most of the gore comes from when you die. And obviously, yeah. we're not going to see them die on right. screen. So, like, I don't. They're the characters that you play as, right? So, yes. if they die, you just keep, you, you go back to where you were saved. Point. And, yeah. right, cool. Yeah, this is television. You can't do that. I don't think. It'd be pretty fucking cool if they did, though. First episode ends with with both of them just getting mauled to death, and then it's just like game over screen. Then the second episode starts up from the checkpoint. That'd be fucking. That would be hilarious. Cool. I love um, that. And that's a really good point, actually. Uh, I didn't think of it that way, but I would still think that because so this the game, you know, it's it's zombies in quotes. I say quotes because they're it's a fungus. It's not like a virus that's zo- and like mm. they don't they're not like slow walking zombies like in the walking dead um and i bet there will be some gore of like killing the enemies and things but yeah that's a good point that like most the the most gruesome stuff happens when you accidentally get ripped apart by a bloater and Mm. and joel's face is torn in half that's not gonna happen yeah i would and what do we probably yeah. gonna not I, I would say that like the the most extreme would probably be like a, a rather tame episode of game of thrones would probably be like the level of violence like i don't foresee this being like i don't even think this would be as gory as something like the walking dead which came out on you know amc so it's yeah like you know yeah not, you might like, be right you know not like even they you know had limits as to how much they could show and i don't even know if it'll be that gory i mean i'm one who is a gore hound so Fuck it. If you want to see <laughs> fucking rip people open, do it. I don't give a shit. And what do we call it's, what do we call the zombies in this show? So there's like levels of them, right? Um, and came and help me out here. The uh, the the lowest level is runners. Is that what they were? So called? we have runners and then we have clickers. That's right. Then... We do have clickers. Uh while we're here, we are brought to you by fake ads until we get some real ones. Oh boy. Tonight's ad, we are brought to you, Spotlight TV is brought to you by Clickers, the thing that your grandparents call remote controls. We promise you're going to lose one. Go ahead and buy one on Amazon today. Clickers. All right, go ahead, uh, Kamen. What were you saying? And then finally, we have bloaters. And then in part two, we have some additional zombies that they may or may not pull for part one. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't unless they just want for part two or I guess season two of the yeah. show to have some big surprises with the, the different levels. But 
Um, I would say what we're most going to see is probably just a lot of runners and a lot of clickers. And then I have a feeling we already know that there's going to be a bloater in the show. We've already seen like a teaser for it. But I have a feeling that's going to be like a big reveal, like the oh shit yeah. moment um, is going to be when it comes out. There is one other uh, type that's in the first game. But they're only in one section of the first game. They're called stalkers. Uh, oh, that's they, fair. They might come around in it. Um, but so Cayman essentially, or not Cayman, Jeremiah essentially the because Cayman knows. That's why I'm saying not Cayman. Uh, the the different levels is like how long they've been infected, essentially, which I think is a cool. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, technically that's a spoiler, but like that's not like a that's more of a a, a world building spoiler, um, which is it's a really cool like storytelling device. Like, oh, this person has been infected for years and that's why their entire body has turned into this giant fungus, essentially. Mm-hmm. Big mushroom face from yeah. the uh, from the previous. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'll tell you this uh, uh, in, in terms to answer Jalissa's uh, question. It might not be gory, but it's going to make her fucking sob her eyes out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. multiple Great. times we're just gonna be crying the whole fucking show yeah sorry heads up that's why i'm, I'm okay it, with it makes it. me feel things i cried um last night watching the first 30 minutes of moana so um and i've Fair. seen that movie a lot uh i have a child i'm not a weirdo um, you're, a disney, you're a disney adult we know <laughs> uh we're going back to you two this has uh, less to do with the show itself if you're going to binge a TV show, you have a Saturday off and it's time to watch an entire show. What are you eating over the course of the show? Whoa. What am I eating? Like physically eating food? I think that's what he means. Like, what are we snacking on? Are we, just are we having in his own world right now? Apparently. Yeah. I want to <laughs> know what you, what food you eat while I don't, you're I don't, uh, I don't binging. snack. I don't snack while I eat. What? I'm not yeah. a snacker. I'm not. A Do you just gorge guy. on like f- uh, full food? Then you just I get mean, like a full pizza and eat the entire thing. Yeah, he's trash from the dumpster when he watches things. That's fair. True. That's a good point. Yeah. No, I guess look, I, when I lived alone and it was just me, and I could be a gluttonous pig. Now I'm married and I can't be anymore. I don't think. Mm. But my go-to was either Chinese food and then binge out and just like leave it on the table, just fucking eat it, or chicken wings, man, pub wings. Mm. Go to Publix, mm. get some pub wings. Oh, nice. So what's up? Let's go. Let's go. The Chinese um, food is a good idea because uh, every 30 minutes or so you come back, you're still a little hungry, ready for a little yeah. more rice. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Patrick. Um, you know, I I don't know that I have like a go-to snack. Like I, I'm not a popcorn guy. Uh, it's not that I don't like popcorn, but I, I think I choose to eat popcorn once a year, maybe. Uh, so it's kind of like... Have I eaten dinner? If so, like maybe I'm going to go find a little sweet something. I love a little mm-hmm. sweet thing. Um, if I haven't eaten dinner, maybe I'll get some chippies or something. Um, yeah, I don't th- – I feel dis- – I'm disappointed in myself that I don't have a fun answer. But um, Have you I had – have you ever had the, the, the Zaps Crawl Taters? I haven't had the Crawl Taters, but I do love Dude. the ho- hotter than hot jalapeno. Whew, those things fuck. <laughs> Let me tell you. He's you're muted, Jeremiah. Muted. He's Jeremiah, you're muted. Or muted. you're pretending to talk. He's no idea. Oh what he's no, doing it right disconnected. Now. This bitch. He he gets to experience his first technical <laughs> difficulty. Yeah, dude. This is a great way to start it off. Get you're little... already uh getting your your podcasting legs. Hey, please tell me he's gonna call into the show. We're, oh, we're about to find out. 
leave all of this in. Leave all of this in. Yeah. No, this is this is what the people want. This is how the sausage is oh, made. Oh, never mind. I was gonna say I wonder if because we nothing. Absolutely. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Apparently Georgia's um gonna win the national title. Well, I mean, I think we all knew that once. Oh, we all very much knew that. Once they beat Ohio State. I think the only way they weren't going to win is if it was if they weren't in the final. Well, I say that, but TCU is about to score. Oh, really? Well, that's good. He's back. He's back. He's Can back. Can you hear me? He's Can't. back. He's back, baby. Oh, my God. It's all right, man. Look. So happy. We've had some wild edits. Mainly it's STC. We rarely ever have like a huge okay. error going down with uh, – with spotlight, but SCC yeah, it's says it's because I'm 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 a professional. Yeah, I'm not, man. So I got it. At 33 minutes. I came back ish. We'll just start it back. Cool. You're like seven. I think it took like a total of like seven minutes. I remember it like 24 minutes was one. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I stopped it, or I um, noticed at 27:40, y'all uh, said I wasn't talking anymore. I don't even know where we were talking. What we were talking, we're talking about. about? Food we were snacking. Bluey, right? We were talking about Bluey. So yeah, we were talking about getting a Bluey while watching TV. Cool. Yeah. We're going back well, to um, to our favorite drinks and snacks. Here's what I'll say: when we when I watched uh, through the first half season of uh, Mad Men, which is all I've made it through, um, I had to stop because I started just chain smoking and drinking whiskey as I would watch each episode because it made me feel like I was a part of the the show. So, okay. uh, what am I going to be eating and or drinking during this show? To make me feel a part of The Last of Us. MRIs. Um, <laughs> uh, expired <laughs> canned beans. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got it. Yum. Uh, probably like rotten bread. Probably. Um, Just water. You're not going to be drinking anything yeah, other yeah. than water. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Your own, your own sweat. Cool. Mm, salty. Savory. All of it on a saltine. I mean, maybe but- bear grease it and fucking... Drink your own piss. Is bear grease a person, uh, or is that just uh, bear grease? Are you just talking about bear grease? Is his name grease or is it gris? Bear gris? Is that how you say his last name? I think his bear name grills? is bear grills. Yeah, bear grills. His name is grills. Did you think the L's were silent? Yeah, no, I thought he was some French guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Only French people would do some weird ass shit like a sleep in a horse carcass. You got me there. All right, I do have one more serious question about this show, uh, and then we'll just uh, fuck around for a minute. All the last. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Neil Druckmann is um, one of the showrunners of this show. Is that correct? Yes. Correct. Normally, you asking us, it, you're the one running the show. You should know this. When it comes to uh, <laughs> when it comes to creators of other material coming in and show running TV shows. I, I, I normally struggle, right? Like uh, anybody who's done, who's written the book and gets brought in to be a showrunner for the TV show of the book. A lot of times they hold on so tightly to a couple of their ideas, right? That sure. Um, that they get themselves stuck. Uh, how worried are you about that? Or is video game to TV a little easier because the creator of that video game already had a story to tell? <clears throat> I, I go ahead, Cayman. I th- I think video games are different than a book. Uh, mainly, I think the big issue is is that 
if you look at like the logistics right behind like a video game you're telling like a normally like if especially if it's a narrative driven game it's normally like 8 to 12 to 15 hours normally is what that looks like right and there's a lot of filler and that filler is the gameplay so there's not a lot there but when a narrative story something like the last of us i feel like there's enough world building that gets built in that you could like you can give up a lot of creative freedom to someone else, or you can start bringing in new ideas where I think something like if you look at Stephen King, for instance, mm. who I potentially, I would say probably say he is the one who probably has the most film adaptations of any author to date. Um, his books are like seven, 800 pages. And there's so much that gets crammed into like, did you try to like pull from to cram into a movie? And it doesn't always work. So you are having to give up a lot of world building, character building, and a lot of that stuff where I think in a television series, one that helps, like gives you more uh, time to be able to do a lot of that stuff. But at the same time, I don't think there's as much narrative world building or like ex- like a lot of it's going to be physical exp- exposition instead of like internal dialogue mm-hmm. or like, hey, mm-hmm. let me give you this. 40 page chapter just on this person's backstory that might not be necessary. So like I do, like in video games, they kind of have to already bridge that gap between being a book and being a movie. But it falls more, I think, into like terms of like it falls more into like a TV show where you do have more time than a movie to be able to tell a story. But you can still pack in some additional details and things like that. So I think it will transfer well. And I'm not concerned that they're going to cut anything. Honestly, I don't think they'll cut anything out. Um, if anything, they'll just add more context, which there's no harm in that. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, if, if the rest of the creative team was different, I might be concerned mm. um, because I look at uncharted actually not as a joke, as, as an example, why I think it won't last of us won't be a problem because Neil Druckmann uh, was game director on uncharted four and maybe even one of the previous uncharted games, same studio that makes the last of us made sure. the uncharted video games. Um, and he was executive producer of that. So, you know, when movies to TV is different, he wasn't like running that movie, but he wasn't an executive producer. And that movie had its problems, but I don't think the problem was they were trying to like shoehorn in ideas from the game. I think its problem was that it didn't kind of like nail the thesis statement of the game. And I think that's something Mm -hmm. outside of, the control of an executive producer. That's the writer. That's the director, right? And so with The Last of Us, him being showrunner with Craig Mazin, who has said, like, this is his favorite video game, has said that, like, this is, in his mind, the like, the best video game that you could adapt to TV. And we see his track record that you already mentioned, Jeremiah, with right. uh, Chernobyl. So, like, those two things, I think, make it, make me not concerned at all. What I'm concerned about with this is changes that they might make i i to cayman's point i don't know that they're going to cut stuff but they i they've already talked about some things that they're changing in the world and Mm. some of one of them in particular has concern i have concerns about and i'm curious if if we want to talk about that now or if we want to talk about that once it's been revealed in the show we might want to wait until it's it's revealed but i i will say do you think that um them making those changes is more for you, someone who's played the game through and might want some type of change? Or do you think it's more for me, somebody who is just looking for a narrative story? 
So the well, I think because of this the specific change that I know they've made, they did it. I think I think I think I just need to if we if you want me to answer the question, I think I need to say what they changed. But it's not it's not a narrative thing that they changed. Well, I it's can, a world thing. That they changed. I can point out one of the biggest changes we've ever seen from adapt an adaptation change, and that is actually Stephen King's The Shining, or better yet, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. In the book, the way the movie or the book ends is Jack goes back into the Overlook Hotel, goes into the boiler room, and then the entire hotel explodes because the boiler it's all built the whole book is built around the fact that the boiler is just overheating constantly as like the tension rises mm-hmm. however in the movie like it, it does that doesn't really you can't really tell that story or that like have that like context inside of that you know what i mean sure so like i think what ends up happening is and what's probably better is with stanley kubrick's version which is jack chases his family out and then ends up dying in the snow alone, frozen with the axe in his hands. And like that works better. Spoiler. <laughs> well, people have seen The Shining. The movie's been out for fucking 50 it. years. So like, I think, that, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I think that there's times, right? I think there's times where changes are necessary for yeah. that to work in context. So that will be a big question when we do see when this comes up yeah, in the show as, sure. as to whether or not it works better in context or it might just be one where it's like, hey, everything else is great, but this was a total mess. Yeah. And will we'll season one end at the end of the game? I I will Give be your shocked. Prediction. I, my, I will be shocked if the last still image we see to, to go into the credits of season one finale is not the exact same closing image of the game. Of of the at the end of part one because it's a it's like it's inc- it's so good like it's if they change that it'll be like why you, like yeah. it was already perfect yeah. but with Craig Mason uh, being like the the creative on this you don't think that they might stop halfway through the story for season one go into season two and finish telling it I think they've already said. said that this season will be the first game and that, okay, that cool. season two will be the second game. Yeah. There'll be more context, backstory and character stuff that we'll see that isn't included in the game. I will say though, to, to the point with Craig Mazin, I don't think we should put all of our eggs in one basket with him. He's already lied through Chernobyl. <laughs> he tried to say that the Russians did it. And I just don't believe that. <laughs> Who did it, Cayman? I was waiting for the moment in this podcast where Cayman got really fiery towards somebody who did it. Nato did it. Nato did it. Nito? Who's Nito? Is Nito a superhero? They're listening. And all of you listening right now are culpable for all of Craig Mason's lies against the Ruskies. I want the two of you. Comrade, come here. (laughs) I just like that every Russian in that show had a, a perfect British accent. Um, they always do for some fuck all reason. I don't understand why. I will tell you both. My my favorite book series of all time is the Dark Tower series, uh, oh, Stephen yeah. King. And I started reading it when I saw that the movie that, was coming. Like, like came and spoiled all the Shining for me. Yeah, I'm happy to. Yet. At the end of the seventh book. No, uh, there's not a seventh book. Um, what do you fucking mean? There's eight. The first. What? <laughs> what? He stopped I, at six. He didn't know there were eight. They, he released another book. When that takes it takes place in between Wizard and the Glass and the Drawing of Three, I think. 
or maybe that's not wrong. Maybe it's it's in between. Oh, if that's the case, I'm past it, and he yeah. he wrote it too late. I, oh yeah, I've, it definitely I've, came out way after. I've made it past that moment. I'm not going back. I will say, uh, when that movie came out, just watching the preview, I saw ten things that were not book accurate. And this, these are books that are so vivid and so well told that there's really like it blows my mind anytime a creative looks at something like that and goes, you know, what would be better is if we changed all of this. So uh, I have heard that I think it's Amazon. I'm going to do a little more research into it. Somebody has the rights now Amazon. to the Dark Tower. Yeah. To do a, a TV series about it. And I'm hoping that they can do it right. And if they need any help, they're more than welcome to give me a call. Correct. Um, Hey, thanks, boys. This has been really fun. I'm I'm excited to get uh, started talking about some TV. I'm excited to talk about The Last of Us. Compare the game to the to the show itself. Um, we are going to be coming out uh, kind of in between some spotlight games and some save trash cinemas. We we want to kind of coalesce together and uh, be some buddies who all support each other. So um, be on the lookout for uh, episode one of Spotlight TV coming soon. Brought to you again by Clickers. Remote controls for grandmas. Um, we <laughs> we can't wait to have you back. Uh, please join us as we go through um, this show and a lot more shows over the course of 2023. I know we're doing Secret Invasion. I know we're doing Succession. Um, I know that there are a lot of shows coming out this year that are worth talking about. So we are planning on having some one-offs. We're planning on bringing in some new guests, some new hosts, um, for any shows that you might be interested in, feel free to email us at spotlighttvpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at spotlighttvpod. So um, come on down, enjoy some TV with us in 2023. Uh, take an hour away from your spouses. That's why we're doing this. So um, that they don't have to hear us talk about a TV show that they don't watch. So thanks, boys. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for inviting me on to ruin your podcast. Comrade. Comrade. Bye. It's his own stream yard. I was wondering if like if he like if he does leave, like maybe it just shuts the whole thing down. But should we should we like start dropping some like insults here so when he goes back and edits it, he now oh, yeah. hears us talking shit about him. Yeah, well yeah, we should probably say that he's just like a big old sweaty fucking piece of dog shit. <laughs> okay, that was a little too harsh. Was that was that a little too that was a little too harsh, man. Right. I would just say that he's a big fat fucking nasty boy. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's a bee's churger. Here I am with my uh, with these two pieces of hog meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, some flies swarming around my dead ass on the side of the road. Still can't hear you, dear. <laughs>